Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. It is time for your midterm report cards for your Giants and Jets. And with Big Blue currently at 1-7 and seven, and Gang Green at a league worst 0-8, it ain't going to be pretty. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, I guess uh, when I said it ain't going to be pretty is pretty much an understatement. (laughs) I mean, you're talking 16 games played and a grand total of one win between your two local teams, the Giants and the Jets. Let let, Let me first address the Jets. Okay, let me first address the Jets because I'm hearing a lot of talk, and and it always is the case because we have two young quarterbacks here in New York. Okay, we got Sam Donald with the Jets and, of course, Daniel Jones with the Giants. Let me first address uh, the Jets and Donald. The Jets are a bad football team. They lack talent every which way, okay, every which way. But where they don't lack, I mean, listen, they're 0-8. So they, to me, they get Fs across the board, okay? <laughs> they're failing every which way. Organization is a mess. It's a mess. Uh, you, you know, a lot The coach gaze came in. I mean, he's supposed to be some kind of genius or something. I don't see that. I don't see the team responding. But having said that, let me talk about Sam Donald. Sam Donald can play quarterback. I don't watch the Jets as much as I watch the Giants because I cover the Giants. 
You know, I do pregame shows on the Giants. So I'm more involved with the Giants. But even this past week when they lost to, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs, Mahomes threw five touchdown passes. Okay. I mean, it was no match. It was like uh, a lightweight going up against a heavyweight. But watching Sam Donald on the field, he belonged on the field. He has nobody on his team. He is surrounded with inferior talent. And I keep hearing all this stuff, all this noise about, oh, the Jets got to get the number one pick so they can pick Clemson's quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. All right? That all sounds fine and dandy. Let me tell you something. You can, you can make a bionic quarterback, okay? You can put Johnny Unitas and Bart Starr and, and Joe Montana and John Elway and Peyton Manning and put them all together and make this bionic quarterback. And it won't mean shit as long as they keep being surrounded with shit. You need to surround a quarterback with talent. That's how it works. Okay? Especially a young quarterback. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. A guy needs help. The guy needs help, and he doesn't have any help. He doesn't have what to throw to. He, he, it's an awful, awful situation. Defense is bad. It's, it's a mess. But I keep hearing, well, they gotta, now they got to get Trevor Lawrence. It doesn't matter. So this F that they get, give them an F. They deserve an F for what they've displayed this season. But I'm telling you, you're wasting. You, you pick Trevor Lawrence, well, what are you going to do? To me, if I was, if I was the Jets, I'd, I'd, listen, I'd find somebody who needs that pick, get picks for that, and get it done the right way with talent. You can't send Sam Donald into a gunfight with a BB gun. Doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. And I'm believe me, I'm not waving, you know, green pom-poms here. I, I you know, Sam Donald, other than being a young quarterback playing in New York, means nothing to me. I'm not for him. I'm not against him. You know, he's a quarterback for the New York Jets. But I'm telling you, the kid can play. The thing that you got to worry about, Sam, is if you keep sending him out there to get beat up every day in what is not a fair fight because he doesn't have what to fight with, you know, you know that's a tough pill to swallow. Now, I haven't seen Donald question himself, but it's going to happen. 
And then he's got to read that he's garbage and they're garbage and they got to get rid of this guy. And, you know, I, I mean, he's a kid. And now you, somebody might say, well, yeah, Russ, he's a kid, but he's, he's a pr- professional football player being paid a lot of money. That's fine. But people still forget there's a human factor in here. And I'm telling you, he can play. But he can't play by himself. So unless somebody wants to get talent to put around Sam Donald, the Jets will continue to be the Jets, and they will crash week in and week out, year in and year out. That's the way it is. That's really all I'm going to say on the Jets. 0-8 is 0-8. They're a bad football team. And they, to me, the only glimmer of hope that I've seen is from the quarterback because he can play, but he can't play alone. And when I see him play, to me, he's out there by himself. He's out there by himself. Now, the one in seven Giants are a different story. Their latest heartbreak, because that's what it is. Their latest heartbreak came, well, I'm recording this the day after. So their latest heartbreak came last night. When they lost 25-22 to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, coulda, woulda, shoulda, as we all know, coulda, woulda, shoulda doesn't get it done. But the Giants won in seven, and the Giants get Fs as well. Of course, you're in a bottom line business, and the bottom line is showing results. But it's a coulda, woulda, shoulda season because it's been heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. Their one and seven is so much better than the Giant, excuse me, than the Jets 0 and 8. I mean, I look you look at the the schedule. I'm just looking at it. Yeah, I, I got it in front of me. The only game of this miserable one and seven season, the only game where they really stunk in. It, it, it was just a bad game was when they they lost to the 49ers uh, 36-9, okay? If you look at every other game, you look at every other game, including the opener against the Steelers, who are, what are the Steelers? Steelers are 8-0. They lost the opener to the Steelers 26-16. They were in that game. But, but I'll give you, uh, let's, let's throw the Steeler game, take the Steeler game out and the 49er game out. They lose 17-13 to the Bears. Coulda, shoulda won it. They lose 17-9 to the Rams. Coulda, shoulda won it. They lose 37-34 to the Cowboys. Shoulda won it. They lose 22-21 to the Eagles. Shoulda won it. They lost to the Bucks 25-22, and they shoulda won it. So what am I talking about? One, two, three. This team should be five and three. Could be five and three. Would have been five and three, even four and four. Let's say four and four. Coulda, shoulda, but didn't happen. What does that tell you? It's a young team that will not win until they learn how to close the deal. They play hard all the time. They never quit. They make mistakes, but they play hard all the time. And that's all fine and dandy 
You know, like Bill Parcells used to say, and his book said the same thing, ain't no medals for trying. You know, I'll quote another Giants coach, Tom Coughlin, talk is cheap, play the game, and play the game to win. And they failed to do that. And their most recent loss, again, and, that, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about this. Daniel Jones is a young quarterback, okay? In his second year, he makes mistakes. But while he also makes mistakes, he also makes big plays. Fourth and 16 yesterday. Fourth and 16, he makes a big play. Made a couple of big fourth down plays. Okay? Also threw two bad picks, bad plays. But he makes big plays. I remember Eli Manning's third season. Because the reason I'm talking about that, I'm reading, I'm reading about it this morning. Doubts. Doubts continue to grow. Doubts continue to grow about. About Daniel Jones. Let me tell you something. The third season for Eli Manning, I remember the same stuff being written. Maybe it's time to move on. Maybe Eli is not the guy. His third season. What was it? Season 40. Won a Super Bowl. That, that's the way it is, in particular, in this world that we live in now with social media. And, and, and you know, it's always the glass half empty. It's not the glass half full. And I'm not waving big blue pom-poms now. Daniel Jones has to cut down on the mistakes. But a year and a half into the job, and, and let's be you know frank about this. You know what was in front of him last night? At one point, there were three rookies on the offensive line. Shane Lemieux, uh, Pert, Matt Pert, and Andrew Thomas. And basically, you also had a first-year, not first-year player, but first-year center in Gates. Okay? Yes, Daniel Jones needs to be better. The Giants need to close the deal. They're not doing that. And it, it is heartbreak, and it's, it's just, I'm hearing, I'm, I'm hearing it, I walked in here today, oh, Russ, you know, he's not the guy. What do you mean he's not the guy? You know, I, I remember all the crap that was written. In fact, in fact, I read it again the other day. I remember uh, some of the comments in, in the paper. Somebody was asking Lewis Riddick of the, um, of ESPN, his opinion. Well, you know, we, we you can't judge him yet because uh, Eli Manning, you know, he, he doesn't have some of his guys are underperforming. I mean, who cares what Lewis Riddick says? Lewis Riddick is the same guy. Lewis Riddick is the same guy that wanted Dwayne Haskins picked over Daniel Jones. I mean, th- this is the same crap. It it look. L- let me give you a, a history lesson again. You remember that Phil Sims? Remember that guy, number 11, Phil Sims? You know, Parcells always used to say when Sims would be criticized, yeah, you know, when he's done, you're all going to say that number 11 was pretty good. Remember when he was picked at seven, the seventh pick overall, and every they were booing who the hell is Phil Sims? Yeah, that's what, that's in particular in New York and now with the social media and everything, it's ridiculous. I, I get that the frustration is building up. Listen, the Giants, the last three losses now to Dallas, Philly, and Tampa, folks, they've been by a total of six points. And in each of those games, they had leads in the fourth quarter. Trust me, 
I'm sitting there watching, and I'm more frustrated than you are. Sitting in MetLife Stadium last night up in the press box, I mean, I was sick to my stomach. You know, they're leading, they're leading, and then they're losing. They... That's what growing pains do, and and the growing pains are painful. You got to know how to close out games. You know, it's the same crap all the time when they talk about 60 minutes of football. It is 60 minutes. All those cliches go in. That's got something to do with the young team. I mean, the the Giants had This is the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think they were averaging 30 points a game. Giants had an 11-point lead in the second quarter, an 8-point lead at the half. Then Daniel Jones, and the Giants get the ball. And Daniel Jones throws an interception on the second play in the third quarter. And then early in the fourth, which that would set up uh, a go-ahead touchdown. You know, yeah, those are costly mistakes. They're costly mistakes, and they got to be better than that. You know, I think Jones was 10 to 13 in the first half. Yes, you know, he he was – he gets beaten up also about fumbles. I don't think that is fair because a lot of those fumbles. Let me tell you something. What what nobody says about Daniel Jones is when he completes certain passes that nobody could complete – that Eli, and no, everybody knows I stand accused, the biggest Eli fan, but nobody, Eli could never get out of those, he couldn't scramble away from that. How many p- plays he makes with his feet to get out of trouble to complete a pass? How many of those does he make? It, 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 it's really quite something. You know, fourth and 16. Fourth and 16. He competes, uh, completes a 20-yard pass to Sterling Shepard. 28 seconds left in the game last night. He throws a 19-yard touchdown to get the Giants within 25-23. I'm not, I'm not going to start getting into yeah, two-point conversion. Uh, it looked like pass interference. It's done. It's done. I'm just talking about the quarterback. They, they, it wasn't just completed passes. It was getting out of trouble to complete those passes. To me, the kid's a hell of a talent. A hell of a talent. He knows how to play the game. He's an extremely talented young man. It's Believe me, it's frustrating to me too, but the question of... of if you want to question, I'm driving home from the game last night, and, and I'm hearing fans call up Bob Papa and uh, call Banks. Oh, we got to move on. You know, he just can't do it. What are you talking about? A year and a half in, yeah, let's move on. It doesn't work that way. That's why fans are fans, because fans are fanatics. Move on. What the Giants don't do. I, I looked at some of the play calling. Let me tell you something. The coaching staff, the coaching staff really does put the Giants in position to win games. The failure is in the execution. You know, I, 
execution. I remember, let him rest in peace, the old uh, first Tampa Bay uh, um, head coach, John McKay, you know, who had his success at USC. Uh, when, when they asked John McKay, I think it was the first year, first or second year, uh, John, what do you think of the execution of your offense? <laughs> and McKay's answer was, I'm all for it. But really, the Jason Garrett, offensive coordinator, fine. I mean, there, there was some great play calling last night. And on defense, the Giants did a heck of a job. That was, listen, look, look, that's a, you know, that's a hell of a team. Hell of an offense they got there. Evans, Miller, Fournette, Brady. Now they're going to add Antonio Brown. Giants were there. Giants were there. The failure is in the execution and failure in execution at crucial times. I don't know if there's a right or a wrong time to make mistakes. You you never want to make mistakes. It just seems that for the Giants, they always come at the wrong time. You know, they came out in the second half to have a lead going in. They come out in the the third quarter with the ball on a good field position, on a good kickoff return, and an interception. And momentum swings. That's what I call about bad timing. And, and listen, any head coach is going to tell you there's never a good time to turn the ball over. But that's what it is. Daniel Jones has to be better at managing his game. He's got to know when you can't force it. If it's not there, if you're under duress, throw it away. Don't throw it in. Try to make a play that you can't make, and then it gets intercepted. And th- But then at the same time, and I'm listening to myself say that at the same time, but then when he does make the play, it's like, holy, whoa, mackerel there. Look at that great play. That's what a young quarterback is. That's what a young quarterback does. He makes those mistakes. So to me... I'm looking at a at a uh, giant situation. I mean, to me, there is definitely light at the end of that tunnel, and and it's not a train coming at them. Giants have proven time and time again. I mean, I, I like I said, I'll give you an example. I, I look at the schedule at at. At worst, as far as I'm concerned, at worst, they should be four and four. At worst. I mean, look at the last, look at their last, look at the last three losses. 37-34 to the Cowboys. You know they should have won that. 22-21 to the Eagles. They should have won that. And quite frankly, yeah, last night to a very good Bucks team, 25-22, they should have won that. This team should be at worst four and four. But again, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Fans don't want to hear that. 
It sucks to look at the the standings because that one and seven jumps out at you, bites you on the ass. You got to go play the game. But I'm telling you, if if you want to, um, if if you think, listen, you're entitled to your opinion. If if you think you need a different quarterback, so think that way. But I'm telling you. My opinion is you're making a mistake for thinking that way. Because Daniel Jones' pluses far outweigh the minuses. The minuses are very fixable. Managing a game better is fixable. But all the talent is there. All the physical tools are there. He can run. He can throw. He's a good leader. Tough kid. Not that Sam Donald of the of the Jets is not, but I'm talking about the Giants right now. You know, again, folks, I'm telling you, three years in, it was like, no, let we they gotta move on to Eli. I, I remember because I took calls on, on the postgame shows. I used to take the calls from the fans. I used to hear it all the time. I'm sorry. You want to you want to be part of got to move on from Daniel Jones. That's your mistake. Now, this needs to be fixed and the sooner the better. Uh, I I can assure you Completely different situations for the Giants and the Jets. Guarantee you, Adam Gaze will not be back to coach the Jets. You know, quite frankly, uh, he'll be lucky to finish out this season. Joe Judge, different story. Joe Judge is a far different story. 38-year-old head coach, um, who certainly doesn't act like a rookie head coach. His positivity, uh, his enthusiasm, never uh, his head down, doesn't sulk, doesn't piss and moan, gets his guys up each and every week, comports himself like a leader. Again, I'm I'm not, uh, this is not like looking at it with rose-colored glasses, but I'm telling you, uh, if you want to look at it with common sense, there's a lot of pluses about the Giants. So, yeah, one and seven, a great big fat F for your football Giants. A great big fat F. But that F is, is very fixable, far more fixable than that F for your Jets. But as I say, coulda, woulda, shoulda, that's what the fans don't want to hear. And that's a wrap on our midterm report cards. Thank you, my friends, for getting a load of this. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can reach me on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can get me on Facebook. You can also check out my website, russsalzberg.com. As always, a great big warm thank you to the lovely Ariel for taking such good care of me, setting things up here. The WABC program director, Dave Labrosi, and his outstanding assistant, PD, Matt Dahl, 
your president and GM here at WABC, Chad Lopez. And last, but of course, not least, you the people out there, because without you the people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Talk to you next week. Stay safe. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist, you'll want to invite everyone over. From book club to reality TV watch parties, even the in-laws. It smells... Amazing. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is infused with two times more essential oil versus regular Airwick Essential Mist for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is perfectly portable and effortlessly easy, the way fragrance should be. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick.